Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. noticed that I didn't share a podcast last week. I was actually all set to create an episode about identifying your forced yeses, the situations where you're saying yes, adding things to your to-do list, holding yourself to your word because you feel like you're supposed to, when it actually isn't an essential task you've just built it up to be, and how valuable it can be to practice saying no instead. And then my body sent me a loud and clear message to listen to my own advice. I literally had my computer open and my notes started and I had to walk away and lie down because I was so dizzy I felt nauseated. And I walked away that morning and then was out with a migraine for three days. So seems like I needed that message as much or more than I needed to share it. So I'm circling back to be sure I articulate it for you as well. Now this is particularly relevant if you are feeling overwhelmed, but it's worth listening to even if you're not at the moment, because we all feel overwhelmed at some point, and while this is at some level about giving yourself permission to say no to things and giving yourself permission to rest, I want to take the conversation a step further in this episode and look at what might be going on for you that might make it difficult to take a step back. I want to take a look at three specific internal scenarios that can contribute to feeling overwhelmed and make it hard to let go of things that aren't necessary so that you can take care of yourself. I'm going to share them with you in no particular order and then take a few minutes to explore each one a bit more deeply. You ready? Here we go. Scenario one. You've established rules for yourself about what you need to accomplish or what you need to do to be successful or productive. Scenario two, you're thinking, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Scenario three, you're thinking other people are counting on me. Any of those sound familiar? Let's look a little more closely at the first one. This one might actually be the most obscure, so I want to be sure to clarify what I mean here. We live in a world full of rules. There were rules all around us when we were kids, and the rules have changed since then, but rules continue to inform us and give our lives structures, structure. Traffic laws, work schedules, parenting practices, we live by so many rules and they can be very reassuring. They do give us structure after all. And when we aren't sure what to do, a lot of times we look for the rules. We want someone to come in and tell us what to do, to show us the way, right? And sometimes we don't have a clear set of rules to follow, so we make our own. If you're not sure if you do this, 
take a look at your routines. If you have rules that guide your routines, they're pretty easy to identify. When do you do laundry? What time do you eat dinner? When are your kids allowed to have screen time? Now, I'm not saying that having routines is bad. It's not the routines in themselves that we want to look at here. It's what you make it mean about you or your life when your routines are disrupted. So if you're someone who gets their laundry done on the weekend, and if you don't, it throws off your whole week. If you start your day with morning pages because it's so grounding and you feel ungrounded anytime you miss them, this is where you want to perk up and pay attention. These are the rules that you want to be aware of. The, I have to do it this way or it will ruin everything rules. If you can identify these rules and recognize when you're feeling overwhelmed because of these rules that you created, you can take a step back and question if the rule is even serving you in this moment. We create them because we think they serve us, but it's not always the case. It's not a consistent truth, right? And if you realize that it's not serving you, you can decide to redirect yourself to a different way of thinking about the situation. Take the laundry example. If you tend to focus on how it's going to throw off your week, remind yourself that it doesn't have to. You can remind yourself that you're really good at solving problems, that you have time to do the laundry on Wednesday evening, or that you have enough clothes to make it through the week. Remember, you created the rule. You can choose to step away from it. You just might have to show yourself the alternatives and remind yourself what you're gaining by taking a step back. You might have to tell yourself, rest is more important than laundry right now. I will have more energy to do the laundry if I rest right now. I'm setting the tone for my week. The laundry will still get done. Sometimes we have very strong commitments to the rules that we've created. I want to be clear that I'm not asking you to disregard your rules or your routines. I'm simply encouraging you to pay attention, to ask yourself what rules you've created that inform the flow of your day or your week, and to build your awareness. Then as you become more aware, you may decide that the rules you have are your priority and that you will choose to keep them and say no to outside requests. As you become more aware, you can start to see when you may have no other choice but to disregard your rules and you can plan for how you will take care of yourself, how you will reorient yourself in those situations. Got it? If you know your rules, you can decide to break them. If, you're no, if you know your rules, you can figure out how to tend, your ne tend to your needs when something outside of you disrupts your routine. And if you see that there are rules that you have created, you can choose to set the rules aside completely if they're no longer serving you. That one may take a little bit more work, but it is an option. 
Okay, scenario number two and three are both just thought errors. They're thoughts that feel true, that you might believe without questioning, but that are really just thoughts that aren't serving you. One of the best things you can do when you recognize a thought error is to allow yourself to feel the emotions that come with that thought and then ask yourself if it's really even true. Can you find evidence that the opposite might be true? So for the first one, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Is that actually true? Have you ever given anyone else the chance to do it? What evidence do you have that the opposite might be true? Or how could you make the opposite true? Can you ask for help here? And then, even if it is true, does it actually matter to anyone but you if it doesn't get done? Often when we're thinking, if I don't do it, it won't get done, we really mean, if I don't do it, it won't get done on my timeline or to my standard. So you have a few options here. You can just let it go and see what happens. Maybe it doesn't get done, but maybe the world won't stop spinning because it didn't happen. And you can also ask for help. Be direct, but most importantly, be onto yourself when you're thinking this thought, because if you are and you don't question it, you're going to keep saying yes. You are not going to let yourself rest because all of this responsibility rests on you. And listen, there are certain things that are going to land squarely on you, but usually our thinking about those things sounds more like, this is my responsibility. So start paying attention to what is truly your responsibility and what feels like your responsibility because you believe no one else will do it if you don't. Let this distinction guide you in deciding what you can set down, what you can say no to. Finally, let's look at the thought, other people are counting on me. This one is really just a different flavor of if I don't do it, it won't get done, right? Get honest with yourself. What would actually happen if you didn't do this thing? We can get so caught up in not wanting to disappoint others that we don't actually look at what the real ramifications are. Sometimes they are indeed significant and you must push through. But more often, taking a step back means everyone else will find a different way forward. If you step down as lead volunteer, someone else will step up. If you quit your job, your company will find someone who's easily, who's equally qualified. Most of the time, people are resourceful and will find a way forward, even if you give them no notice. And I'm not suggesting that exactly. I definitely encourage communication when you're stepping away from a commitment. But if they'd be able to survive the worst case scenario, if you just didn't show up at all and they'd still make their way forward, you can trust that they are resourceful enough to problem solve if you need to step back and take care of yourself. It doesn't mean they'll be happy about it, and that knowledge that they might be unhappy might be what's keeping you from stepping back in the first place. 
if that's the case, then you need to reassure yourself that you can survive other people being unhappy with you. That you can handle it if someone else is disappointed in you without making it mean something terrible about yourself. Right? As always, I hope this is helpful. Most parents deal with a lot of overwhelm on their journey with their children. I want you I want to encourage you to go beyond accepting it and advocate for yourself. But to do that, you have to recognize when it's happening and recognize where you can say no, even though you feel like you should be saying yes. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.